Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show, I'll be interviewing Ur Kolar, a national missionary in his hometown of Celje, Slovenia, and a dear, dear friend of mine. Just to give you a little background, I met Ur in 2013 when I was a missionary in Slovenia and was working with Fusion, Josiah Ventures Music Ministry. I had the privilege to see him go from unbeliever to on fire for Jesus. The way God has worked in his life is truly remarkable, and I cannot wait for you to hear his story. He has now been serving with Josiah Venture for almost three years and is currently the director of the communications team in Slovenia and is highly involved in his local community. What? welcome to the show. Thank you, Gwen. How are you doing today? Great. Great. <laughs> it's amazing being on a podcast. I know. Exactly. This this is going to be fun. Are you ready to talk about your life? Uh, always. Always. First of all, just introduce yourself to the listeners. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you married? What's going on? <laughs> I am married, in fact. Um, yeah, my name is Ur. I am from Slovenia, a beautiful country. I am communications director. I am a photographer, all these different things. That's right. But I think foremost, follower of Jesus, and I love his church. That's awesome. So great. And you have a little new baby girl. I do, yeah. Hey, what's your name? Her name is Eva. Oh, hello, Eva, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, in a couple of years. <laughs> Maybe she will. All right. Well, today, Ur, I just want to hear about your life and how Jesus has changed your life, your story. I have the privilege of, I saw the whole journey. And for those who don't know, hello, listeners, that Ur and I worked together in Slovenia for many, many, many years. So our friendship goes way back. It's very exciting to talk to him today. Um, but first of all, or just tell us what was it like? What was your life like before you met Jesus? Yeah. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, um, or like we didn't, my mom was never religious or, um, anything. So I, th I think my life was boring before Jesus. Oh. <laughs> um, I did a lot of sports during my, um, youth years, um, but never found anything that would really fulfill my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I was never asking those questions until I got to high school. Then really was like, okay, who am I and why am I trying to do here? It was a, a very I don't know, shallow and hollow life, I would mm -hmm. say. When was the first time you heard about church or was introduced to church? The first time I heard about church or Jesus, um, was in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine invited me to a fusion rehearsal. It wasn't really a rehearsal. It was more like a jam session and a hangout. Okay. Um, and he just asked if I want to come and play music. And that was super cool. I, I think if he would say, do you want to come to church? I would probably throw up a middle finger and say like, I don't know, go away. And yeah. Like, <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. And not come. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any like prejudice towards church or God, but like I hung up with a group of people and have had friends who were, you know, who were metal heads. So like metal hands, hey, church. Uh-huh. Goes hand in hand there. Kind of. Yeah. So. 
I remember that day. I was there when, so we had, Fusion was going for like a year in Slovenia at that point. And I remember when you showed up, you had like crazy, like mohawk style hair, huge gauges in your ears. And you just look like, like you, like you're too cool for school. Like (laughs) we were like, who is this guy? How did he hear about Fusion? How is he like walking into this church? And honestly, honestly, I didn't think you'd come back. Like that was my thought. I was like, is he, is he going to keep coming? And you did. Yeah. That, that like you would expect that from, from a person like that. Yeah, and and yeah. It, like, if you, if you felt that, then I was actually accomplishing my goal. Like that was what the picture uh-huh. I was trying to, you know, project. Like I, I'm cool. I, I think that was just, that was just a protective layer um, of coolness, you yeah, know, a mask. Um, to shield from like what was really going on inside my heart and like just being lost and not knowing what the heck I'm doing, you know? Right. So. Wow. Well, what I'm so glad you did come back because I couldn't imagine fusion without you those next few years. So what made you come back? I think it was relationships with people. Um, and I, you know, a lot of people say this, I felt loved, but that's true. Like, you know, I don't recall my parents ever saying we love you. Wow. Um, my mom would say, be good at school, study. Mm-hmm. Like, every morning when I left the door. Um, but, but she never told you, yeah, never, I love you. Yeah. Never. I love you. Um, and so, I mean, no one said it at fusion, you know, yeah. I didn't come and people were like, what we just, we really love you. No, <laughs> not at first, not at no, first. <laughs> not at first. Yeah. But just, you know, like how I, I remember how one of the leaders, he gave me place right away. I, I said, Hey, can I fix that drum set? Drum, uh, can I fix that bass drum? It didn't sound really good. So I was like, oh, maybe I can fix it. And he was like, yes, please. Wow. Um, and that was so huge for me because it gave me place right away. Like no one knew me. They didn't know what I'm doing on the weekends. They didn't know anything about me. They just mm-hmm. met me for the first time. And then, yeah, I kept coming. Then what I remember, we took a bunch of Fusion Kids up to where we have camp and it was, so it was like the April, I think. Yeah. Or the April, April was when I first came. April was when we first came. And then like May or June, maybe it was like in June, we went up to where we have camp just to see, we were making a, a rules video. Oh yeah. And that was like fun day at the lake. And I remember hearing how your 18th birthday was up and coming. Yeah. And our pastor at the time, he said, this guy has no plans like for his 18th birthday or what, what were your plans? Well, yeah, yeah, I did have a plan. You did have a plan. Yeah, I did have a plan. Yeah. And that was before my birthday because that's how our former pastor, he came up with this idea. So my plan was get a big watermelon, you know, make a hole in it and fill it up with vodka. Like clearly that's the best. Happy birthday me. (laughs) Seriously. And I like, I don't know if I actually planned on eating the whole thing by myself I mean, that, that's the thing that would kill me, but that was just an idea. So that was, that was your big plan. Yeah. And I like, I don't know if I would actually go through with it, but I'm glad that I had that idea. So the, so our pastor could say, you need to do something for this guy. Right. Yeah. So he came to us, all the fusion leaders and was like, this guy needs a birthday party. And so we threw you a surprise birthday party. You had no idea. So you were hanging out with Johnny and he works with Fusion with us. 
and you just thought that you're just hanging out and he's like, Oh, come back to my house. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause we, we had a, like just a hangout and a barbecue planned for that day. You know, we would play around the world, the mm-hmm. ping pong game. So like, that's, I thought that's what's, you know, what's happening. Yeah. And so I met with Johnny beforehand at the church for something. I don't know. And then we came to their house and, and everyone's know, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, surprise. And I looked back to Johnny and like, like, do you have a birthday? <laughs> Like I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't think someone would actually do that for me. Yeah. So. And oh man, I, it, we, it was like Harry Potter themed birthday party. Cause we found out you loved all the Harry Potter movies and we're like, okay, what is, cause we didn't really know you. So we were trying to like, think about what does he like? What would he enjoy? So it was like totally Harry Potter. And I made you a birthday cake with, <laughs> I tried to draw Harry Potter and frosting. And later I found out that was your very first birthday cake. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That was my first proper, like. Proper birthday cake. Proper birthday cake. Yeah. I mean, I had maybe two birthday cakes before, but like that was celebrating my birthday with my mom and her friends who are all like in their forties and fifties. Yeah. So like, like a 16 year old with three ladies who are in their fifties. That's not a birthday party. No, you need cake. You need a theme, yeah. you need friends, your own age. So that was huge. That was, wow. That was such a big thing. That was, that was really fun. That's like what top, one of my top birthday parties I've ever been to wow. was your 18th birthday. That, that's, that's good. That's, that's an good. honor. <laughs> and I remember you got a Bible, right? I did. Yeah. I got, an, I got a Bible and like everyone signed it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think our now pastor, he wrote like a little what do you call that? Like a, like a description, not a description, like a, like a little, uh, letter in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Just like two sentences. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so like, let this book be like light to your feet, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then the next morning I actually read something from, from Job. Um, cause me and my friends were kind of like into, I mean, not worshiping Satan, but just like had this idea, like, Oh, like Satan's cool. But mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't exist, which if you do the math, that doesn't work out yeah. um, when well, Satan's not cool. So, so I read something because I didn't know anything about the Bible. Mm-hmm. I never owned one. We never had it. I never read one. So, so I, but I watched this movie. Um, what was it called? Oh, Da Vinci's Code. And uh-huh. like, there's a scene in this movie where the, the crazy monk like digs out a hole into the church floor and pulls a stone out and it says, Job on it. Oh, okay. And so I was like, well, monk, church, Job, like that oh, must maybe be, I should read that, that yeah. must be in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I flipped through, I found Job and like one of the first paragraphs is Satan before God. And so I was like, oh, perfect. Like something about Satan. Cool. Oh, wow. So I read it. I didn't really understand. Like I had first no Holy Spirit. Right. Second, like never read the Bible. Um, so it's kind of like a check mark, like, oh yeah, I did it. Ooh. I have this book, might as well just read something. Mm-hmm. And so then I put it back on the shelf. Wow. But I used it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You still and have that Bible? I do. Yeah. And I <laughs> like, I would carry it when I accepted G- Jesus that first year or maybe first two years, I would carry it everywhere. Uh-huh. Like I had this backpack and it had like a, a little pocket that would fit exactly so that Bible just fit it in that like front pocket and I would Perfect. carry it everywhere. Okay. So April, 2013, you came to church for the very first time, then birthday party in like June, then camp. You went to your very first fusion camp 
2013, up at the castle in Austria, just picturesque place. So tell me about that. What was that experience like for you, being surrounded by all these crazy Christians and all that? Yeah. I mean, I think if I would just come to camp and not be involved in fusion before, it would probably be an even bigger shock. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I've heard about Jesus and I, I've heard about camp, it wasn't so uh, scary, I guess. Yeah. Not so unknown. Yeah, yeah. So not so unknown. And I, I, I do remember, you know, people asking me, like, is there, is there a time when you're going to accept Jesus? And, mm-hmm. I, and I always said, well, I'm going to believe when I'm going to see him. Okay. Obviously that's, you know, like you see, what do you believe? Like you, you believe what you see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, man, camp was such a great experience. And I didn't like, I wasn't really interested about Jesus. I just wanted to play music and I, right. you know, hang out with my friends. So, um, but one shock was the, the American team. That yeah. was, <laughs> man, like those Americans, that was a different, that was a different cultural experience. What was so different? Well, like, what was so shocking or different to you? Well, like, well, there's like 20 people who don't know me. Right. They just saw me for the first time. They all jumped out of the bus and they were like, what's up? <laughs> hey. hey, how's it going? I'm like, uh, uh. good. Can I get away from me? Like, <laughs> why are you hugging me? Yeah. But that was super cool. Like I made a relationship with one of the guys and we were kind of friends, you know, at camp and for the rest of the summer. And I think that was, that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, having one person who hung out with me at camp. So that made it. Yeah. He was the intern, right? He, he was, was intern. Yeah, yeah. He was an intern. Yeah. Okay. So you're at camp, all these crazy Americans, other Slovenes obviously are there. Um, that was a really fun camp, man. So uh, we're talking about like sin and talking about Jesus, talking about stories from the Bible and the evening program. So what did you think about that? When people, a lot of people are talking like in small groups, it wasn't just, all about the music, like for sure, fusion camp music's there. You're we're singing songs, but then we have that spiritual element there. So what? Well, what did you think about all that? Yeah, I I don't recall how um, small groups went. I I don't remember that at all. Oh really? No, but I I just remember briefly like how. Um, I mean, I wasn't like I said before. I wasn't really interested in you know accepting Jesus at that camp, but so I was just like I listened, but didn't really think much of it mm-hmm. until the, uh, the gospel night yeah. uh, for everyone who doesn't know what the gospel night is. We call it coffee night. Yeah. yeah or coffee <laughs> night, gospel night or coffee night. Um, whichever means more to you. Yeah. <laughs> should be gospel night. It's gospel night. If it doesn't mean more to you, then say it plainly. Jesus loves you. He died for you. What are you going to do now? <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, totally lost my train of thought there. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, gospel night. Um, I mean, you know, I think we always like, and every day we clearly share the gospel with people mm-hmm. at camp. I, th- I think so. But that's the one night that we make it really special and mm-hmm. a big experience for people. And so, so that one of the leaders, he had the talk, he then commissioned us to go through the labyrinth to the, all those stations and explore the story of the Bible again. Mm-hmm. And that's more of like a personal, yeah. like just to take, take time to think about what's been going on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so he said, well, go and like, but you don't need to go right away. You can just kind of stay here, like think about it. And, and then I, I actually stayed in that room for, I don't know what reason I closed my eyes again. I don't know why 
um, close my eyes. And then all of a sudden I'm in this vision. And so everything's super white around me. It's like million lights shining at me. And there's Jesus standing in his glory and just shining away. Ah. Like with his arm stretched out, like inviting me, you know, and he, then he said, what you got to follow me? And I, I, I knew right away, like no doubt. I knew that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, someone tapped me on my knee and I snapped out. I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> so I wrote everything down um, to remember it. And then I went through the labyrinth, like to all, through all those stations. I talked with one of the leaders uh, and I told him this amazing story. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, cool. What are you going to do? And I was like, oh, <laughs> like... Are you kidding me? Like, I just told you this amazing story and you just like, cool. <laughs> like that's, 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 cool. that's your answer. <laughs> but I was super cool because that actually was cool. Um, because I haven't made a decision yet. Right. Like I just had this great experience with Jesus, but I didn't say, yes, I want to follow you or mm-hmm. no, I don't want to follow you. And that was such an important yeah. step for me. That's like the the calling of the first disciples. And Jesus says, Hey, follow me and eat like one of them's like, well, no, I got to like go bury my father first or I got to go do this thing. And some of them are like, okay. And like they leave everything and follow him. And cause you have to make that, that choice, that decision. Yeah. So did you, you made that choice. <laughs> I think at this point it's a little bit obvious, but yeah, I, yeah. I didn't make, I didn't make that decision. Yes. And that was one of the best decisions in my life. Wow. So would you say that was the day, that day? So after um, you were asked, like, what are you going to do now? What did you do? Yeah, I, that's, I would say that was the day. Oh, that was the day. I accepted Jesus into my heart. Said that prayer of salvation. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I don't think I actually ever prayed the prayer. Uh-huh. You just said, I'm, uh, yep, Jesus yeah. following you. Yeah. So does that make me any less Christian? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, that was super clear for me. Like, and, you know, kind of like, I don't know. It's almost like God has a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It's like, there you go. Like you said, when you're going to see him, you're going to believe. Right. Yeah. And there you go. You, you saw the son. You literally saw Jesus. That is amazing. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. I've heard you tell us before and it's like the whitest white you've ever seen. And oh man. Exactly. Imagine if it was like too white. Oh man, you might explode. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) blinding. Blinding light. Okay. So that amazing transformational event happened in your life at camp. And then what, like what happened next? Yeah. I I came home Mm -hmm. and I, I came home and I remember I had dinner and I, I sang the, the thing, the, the meal, the meal song, Uh the Thanksgiving meal song. Like this is your, no, this is the birthday. That's the birthday song. (laughs) Um, Thank you Lord for giving us. Yeah, exactly. Thank you Lord for giving us food. Thank Thank you Lord Lord for for giving us food. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That one. Yeah. I, I remember I sang that, um, came back home from camp and then I met this group of people who were into hardcore music and Mm -hmm. they needed a bass player. I don't really play bass. I, you're a drummer. I I play drums. I mean, I, I play bass a little bit, but yeah. Not to where I'm, I'm qualified as a bass player in a, yeah. in a band. Um, but that was just like a very appealing opportunity. And, and I took it and, and like, I, I completely for, I, I'm not completely, but a lot, I guess mm-hmm. for a couple months, I switched my group of friends from fusion and church to these hardcore people. Yeah, And I'm actually really glad that that happened because I got to experience 
both of it very quickly mm-hmm. together and like how just how polarizing that like yeah, both that, in bar, that summer, yeah like yeah that, that yeah exactly and how polarizing that was so um so for next couple months i would you know choose my hardcore friends over my church friends mm-hmm. and my fusion friends but people from fusion in the church they would still write me and say hey we miss you um we want you to come how are you doing yeah um, and i always thought that they don't really miss me. Uh-huh. They just say that because, I don't know, it's a nice thing to say. Like, And, and also, like, who would miss me, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't really understand what that means until you went back to America to have your thyroid removed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really miss Gwen. Uh-huh. Like, at that point, I, I understood what that community and, and the, the church really meant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... That there, there could be that kind of deep community where like you feel missed or you, you miss people when they're away. Like you, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a, a hole in your, in your heart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So dynamic community, dynamic community right there. <laughs> one of the JV core values. Um, yeah. That was, um, that was an experience for sure. Mm-hmm. I like, I would say that I completely walked away from God. Like I still was trying really hard and like even, I remember a couple situations in, you know, where like we would have to pay rent for the place we were playing in and like not everyone would bring money. And then like mm-hmm. I had to cover for people and I'd be frustrated. But like in those situations, I would try and like I would like I would get out of the room and just like try to be by myself and like kind of like collect my thoughts and pray about it. And so it wasn't like completely I don't know, away from, from God, but I could, I could have done better. Yeah. Couldn't we all, couldn't we all? So then what brought you back to fusion, to church, to that community? Yeah. I don't know. I think like, I think just realizing like, oh yeah, they actually did miss me. Like just in that time when you, when you were gone, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that like, that's what they meant. And so Uh I'm like, great. Like, yeah, I like actually we do. We miss being around you. We miss talking with you. Yeah. We miss joking or like all those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually do want to be part of this. And, you know, like that is my true community. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to find the same community with those guys. Like like they're going to go and smoke pot and I don't do that. So yeah. like, you know, like I don't fit. Wow. Um, that summer, 2013, accepted Jesus, started coming to Fusion probably back in the fall, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then you were still, that was your last year of high school, correct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's when I finished. So you had another year of high school and then you're getting more involved in fusion. And then when did you do your first Josiah Venture internship? I did my first Josiah Venture internship in 2015. Okay. Yes. You had another year of camp Mm -hmm. just as a camper. Yeah. And then you did an internship. So what were, why did you decide to do the internship? And then just tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah. I was at fall conference in 2014. That was my first fall conference. And I remember standing um, at the entrance to the uh, tent mm-hmm. um, back in the day, the main venue of yeah. fall conference. Um, <laughs> and I just, I remember standing there and looking up on the stage at the banner saying, read Jesus. And I was like, maybe this is what God's calling me into. But I had no idea, like, you I, have that thought. Yeah, like yeah. I had no idea what that means. Obviously, I was like, well, it's going to happen right away. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. 
day. Exactly. The next day. Hey, um, that, that would be bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Jesus really likes the process. He <laughs> really journey. does. He really does. Yeah. So I finished high school, like the first part of high school in 13. Mm-hmm. And then I had two more years. And, you know, I got to be more involved in fusion the year before and, mm-hmm. you know, helping with stuff. Um, and that was, uh, I don't remember exactly how the process went, but that was just like, felt like that might be a great opportunity. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. And how you entered three times? Three times. Yeah. Yeah. 15, 16 and 17. And the first two were here in Cellier locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First, yes. Here. And then mm-hmm. in 2017, I went international Ooh. with Fusion. Fusion International. Fusion International Internships. Internships. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Go do it. It's awesome. It really is. Would you say like those internships um, really propelled you into like, oh, I okay, I really do want to do this full time. Um, yeah. Would yeah. you think that was what I, happened? Mm-hmm, yeah, I would agree. Like, I like how the three-year process went. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a stepping a stepping, stone. stepping stone. Yeah, exactly. Like f- beginner, intermediate, advanced. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's the process. Um, so intern three times, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Someone make it official. Uh, <laughs> no, my first, my first one was man was terrible. Like, I mean, it was a great summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't do so well I, because it was so new. Right. So it was like like having like a fireball in my hands. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? 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 (laughs) Um, Like you know every every aspect of it. Like like money. We had like now we got money to spend on food and transportation. And like before that, I never took care of my own money. Mm -hmm. And so I I I think I ended up being like hundred dollars in minus. You know. And so it's like man, that was so bad. like even the whole process of raising support, like I was super late to it. Like, I mean, I ended up raising enough money, mm-hmm. but just, it was not completely a train wreck, but for sure a process right. of, you know, doing stuff. Um, and then like also spiritually, like now I was committed to mm-hmm. this, to this internship. So I, like back in the day, I didn't love hand, handing out flyers. Man, right, that was camp, one, yeah. yeah. One of the things that I didn't really like, but now I'm in this, internship and like I committed to it so I can't really say like well I have something to do for school like yeah I'm not gonna do I'm that just gonna go you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think just that like locking locking me into a role and like now being responsible for or yeah responsible and like committed to something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. changed like changed the way I saw mm-hmm. you know things being done yeah. so yeah. learned a lot exactly yeah. and then second year was second year was great and I'm glad I did it still here in, in Celia because mm-hmm. I had an experience from the previous year and I could improve stuff. Like, you know, I didn't owe money in the end. I did way better. Good. You learn. Exactly. From what, from yeah. Year. Um, so super cool. Wow. And then you went international. Yeah. And then I went international. Johnny was, um, he said, well, you know, you've done two internships here. Like, I mean, it'd be great if you would be here, but it, it looks like you could you've reached like the fullness of what you can achieve here as an mm-hmm. intern, you know, mm-hmm. time to spread your wings exactly. to another, another country. <laughs> yeah. So he, he said, maybe, maybe fusion international internship, that would be good. And, mm-hmm. and, and Shelby flowers, who is a fusion international leader, she asked me before and I was never really interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that, 
that I just felt like, oh yeah, this this would be a great opportunity and was so cool. Yeah. Like I came back to Slovenia after that, a different man. Mm. Um, like now I was away from my church, away from my community, away from my girlfriend who now we had to do the things like long distance. Mm-hmm. And that was like a part to figure out. And then different team, like different way of working traveling a lot, being mm-hmm. in all these different countries, different camps, just super cool. Yeah. And then you got to do some of the evening talks at different camps. Yeah, I did one. Well, I shared my story in Bulgaria, mm-hmm. which that was super fun. Mm-hmm. And then I did one of the talks in Czech Republic. Awesome. And you guys got to be there. I know. Yeah. We, a group from Fusion Cellia came and got to hear I, that. That was like, this has come full circle. <laughs> like, yeah. What? I can't believe that Wood is on this stage giving a talk at a camp. Crazy. And oh, that was man. my first, my first talk. I remember I was kind of scared doing mm-hmm. it because I'd never done it before, but then it ended up being super awesome. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What would you say to a national who is thinking about doing an internship? Well, I have uh, three simple words for you. Oh yeah. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I mean. What's holding you back? Yeah. Just do it. And also talk with Jesus about it. That, oh, that's good. That's, that's good. always a good one. No, I, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Like if that's something that God's inviting you into, it's a, it's a great opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, to learn, to grow spiritually grow like as a leader, as a follower, as a servant, all of those things. Um, Wow. A lot of growth. A lot of growth. Yeah. For sure. Like you got to choose that because you can be an intern and not grow. Right. And so you can be an intern and in a pain for everyone else. (laughs) But if you choose to like, if you choose to step into it and lean in and it's great. Mm -hmm. Is it the easiest thing? No, no. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff comes up. Sin comes up. Oh man. Hard conversations you have to have with people conflict with other interns. Just like, it's that, again, that dynamic community aspect. Exactly. Yeah. I remember that I interned in 2011 and it was like, Whoa. Yeah. Lots of stuff. It's a great experience. Crazy. So now, so 2013, became a believer, did all those internships. And uh, so what's going on now? Like, how are you using your gifts for the Lord and what? Yeah. Tell me about that. Long process. It's been a great journey so far. Uh, gifts. I, this is an interesting one because like when I think about gifts and how um, God's using your gifts, mm-hmm. oh, I always, I always think big stuff like, Oh, someone's like a teacher. Someone's like, I don't know, praying for people, like all these big things. Mm-hmm. But I got, I, I have to remember that, you know, creativity and like, like sound and video and photos, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's also a gift from God. Um, yeah. You love doing that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And like, those are not gifts that were just natural to me. Mm-hmm. I like, I learned those, mm-hmm. um, those things. Um, but I, I do get to use all these things for our national organization mm-hmm. here in Slovenia for our local church. And, and it's just one of the, like, especially now during COVID, you know, getting to use some of these gifts just feels like a sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
like with helping like record your, the church services and things yeah. like that. Um, me and our pastor, were going to record um, a sermon and just like making that pretty and like a mm-hmm. great experience for people who are joining church online. Yeah. Those are gifts that like I, maybe I could, I could learn how to do it, but I think I've seen you work with sound and work with uh, just all the equipment. Like you managed all the fusion equipment for years and years and years, um, even still. And so the way that you handle uh, equipment with like God honoring excellence and like with deep care, I think that's a big, a big gift you give people. Yeah. Well, and you would think uh, photography and video and some of this stuff was kind of like, I maybe not an important gift before, because yeah. we were able to be together and like, you know, hug and like be in person. But yeah. now because everything's online, it's actually super cool that like we have this, you know, talent in a lot of mm-hmm. JV countries too, mm-hmm. um, who can help their local churches and mm-hmm. make this experience a little bit more pleasant and like homey and, you know, welcoming. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of quarantine. Yeah. So what, what advice would you give? to young people today. Like, so I think, I think back to your story and I met you when you were 18 and now you're 25, (laughs) 25 math. Um, and just seeing those formative years in you and the way that God totally just like called you to follow him. You did, you walked in obedience and yeah, I just thought it was so amazing to watch your journey. So yeah, what would you tell young people who are struggling with friendships or don't know how to get involved in community or any like anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think in general, I would say to people, don't believe everything the world says. Mm-hmm. Um, like, especially people being online now, you know, right. like all the Instagram and Facebook, like there's a lot of things out there that that can appeal as truth, but is not. Right. Um, yes. and, and now like people, everyone has a voice and people use their voice for good and for bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if you're a Christian, just don't, don't think that church doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like community matters. And it, like you might be a 14 year old or a 15 year old in a church where there's not a lot of youth find the youngest person in there who's closely to your age mm-hmm. and try to be in community with them. Be a friend. Yeah. Be a friend, be a, yeah. Be a good brother or good sister. Um, because no one can do this on their own. Like no, no one can do life just by themselves. And, and I, we've seen people who choose community and choose, you know, to step into relationships, even if it's hard and like kind of unknown and, you know, they don't, they don't know everyone at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, those who do, um, they stay for a long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't, then, then your high school friends or other friends who are not Christians, they become more important and not that you shouldn't have other friends. Like that's yeah, totally for sure, fine, for sure. but you can expect to have the same kind of community and same kind of relationship as like, as far as like deepness mm-hmm. with your non-Christian friends um, mm-hmm. because they, they have their own like truth and what like they follow and who they worship. And obviously they're going to, you know, as you live with them, they're going to, that's going to show. Um, and so you can, yeah, just 
be in community. Uh, that's Mic a very, <laughs> very simple, just, very simple. Just be in community. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's it, good. It's, it's easier to say. It's hard. It's, yeah. I've been in those situations where, okay, there's an event happening tonight. Uh, I should probably go. I don't want to go by myself. Who's going to be there? Are they going to like me? You know, all those questions. But then like once you go, once you step in the door and you have those people who are welcoming and like, hi, like smile. And it's like, oh, oh, you feel that acceptance and that like love. And, and now you get to be on the other side of it as now a leader in fusion and in your church. Um, and that's incredible that now you get to like disciple young men in Slovenia. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, crazy. It's crazy, crazy how God, how good our God is. That's right. Oh, he is so good. Yeah. And you can see God's goodness all over your story, even how you met your wife. That's a whole other story. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. oh my gosh, we need like a whole other podcast for that. Um, but it's so incredible how God has provided for you over the years. And from someone who grew up without being t- like, you were never told that you were loved by your parents. And now you get the father heart of God telling you he loves you. Ah! <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to share about who you are or your journey with Josiah Venture? Anything like that? I don't know. Kind of put me on the spot here. No, sorry. That question was not planned. In no. <laughs> <laughs> um, or what do you dream of for Slovenes? For because you are a missionary in your hometown. Yeah. Jesus even said, "This is hard." <laughs> it is hard. Going back to my hometown. Um, so what? Yeah. What do you dream for? that would transform society in Slovenia? I feel like I'm trying to come up with a very complicated and sophisticated answer, but I mean, even for my own life, I, I want to be faithful to what God called me mm-hmm. to. Um, I want, I want to see, obviously I want to see young people meet, meet Jesus, but mm-hmm. I feel like what's really going to transform society. It is the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like, I just want to be faithful in pouring into people who are, um, young in faith and, you know, even like people who grew up in a church, um, not to take that as a given, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. A lot of unchurched people. Yeah. In Slovenia. Yeah. And then how people can be praying is just for open hearts. Um, I feel like young people are pretty content in this country. Mm-hmm. Like they don't lack anything. Like, like, why would I need you? Yeah. Like, especially like materially, they have everything, you know, people have iPhones, people have laptops, people have like stuff that they can do. They have friends, Mm, but really where they feel the void, it is, I think in the soul and in their hearts. And so just to be praying that, you know, God would open their eyes to see that they need, they need a savior. And, you know, like for, for them to be able to comprehend the concept of grace, mm. like that that was Jesus's life freely given for them. Um, and so that they yeah. would just be able to step into a fullness of what God has for them. Amen. That's awesome. I'll be praying that. I love Slovenia. Always have. I lived here for eight years. And so it's precious country to me. And thank you Ur, for being on the Josiah Venture podcast. It was wonderful talking with you and just having a fun conversation about how Jesus changed your life. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about Josiah Venture, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow at Josiah Venture on social media. 
If you have any questions about this episode or would like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. And to help more people hear Josiah Venture stories, leave a comment and give us a five-star review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.